Hello and welcome to What We Couldn't Say on Sunday. I'm Pastor Ross and I'm here with Daniel and Sam. What's up? Are we Ross? Pastor Sue? We rarely do that, and then you did it, and then you just called us Sam and Daniel. Yeah, they're they're also pastors, if Thanks. you didn't know. Appreciate that. Um, That's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad they are. <laughs> Respect almost, the title. Almost every Reverend Devis. Yes. yes, that's right. right. And um, we're here with Daniel, um, and and we're here to talk about his sermon, of course. Yeah. And the first question I have for you is. What did you say on Sunday? Yeah, so this Sunday I got to preach on this famous song from Mary called the Magnificat throughout the centuries. And this is um, one of my favorite texts, maybe one of the most famous texts in the entire Bible. Uh, this, this is a F- famous text or song? Famous texts. The Magnificat is really one. yeah interesting. Yeah, reading commentaries and people are saying like next to. Um, Oh, I don't know. I know it's big too. in like liturgical traditions. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I didn't grow up in that. So it's like, I never even heard of that until I read through the Bible. So <laughs> the, in the history yeah. of the church, yeah. it is a very famous there section go. of scripture. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Because it's always, you know, it's always brought up in Christmas services, which unfortunately that's where a lot of people attend church on, in that time. So they, they know this. There you go. This they don't know a lot, but they know that one because they come on Sunday. Yeah. There go. So I, I had my main point was that when we see God in ourselves rightly, we will, we will praise greatly. Mm. And, and I get that um, looking at Mary, her, her vision of God, uh, it, it, it kind of, she, she begins to see, and it's not with her physical eyes, she begins to see with her heart when she gets together with Elizabeth, she, she gets together with her cousin Elizabeth, and she begins to see how great God's grace is towards her as Elizabeth is blessing her, saying, like, blessed are you yes. for, for, for believing the words that were spoken over you. And then she even said to, to Mary, uh, she, she was like marveling that the mother of my Lord should come to me. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth calls Jesus this new baby in Mary's womb, my Lord. Mary's hearing all these things. This, you know, teenage girl uh, I'm sure feeling wonder, awe, fear at everything that's just happened to her. She's, she's had an angel come to her and out of her heart begins to come at this interaction with Elizabeth, beca- becomes this praise. Mm-hmm. She begins to see that she is, one, somebody who needed a savior and God is her savior. Through this little baby, God is, is savior. She begins to to see that from now on all nations will Call her blessed. Yes. And so she has all these reasons. Like God is, has done mighty things for me. And mm-hmm. she begins to pray. She's seeing her lowliness next to God's greatness, the mighty God, reaching so low to, to bless Mary. It causes her to praise. And it causes her to praise um, not not just kind of like random words, but she pray, she praises words of scripture. <laughs> She's praising mm-hmm. uh, in the, in a similar way to Hannah mm-hmm. um, back in First Samuel. She prays uh, she praises God with with psalm like language. Mm-hmm. She this this girl overflows truth about what she knows about God. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, I, I wanted to call our church as we look at all these reasons uh, in in this given by Mary where she's praising God, I wanted us to see um, how 
in, in coming to Mary and in, in being so good to Mary, God has been good to us. He's come to us. He's been, he's, he's really, we have all the same reasons to praise God for his covenant faithfulness to us, for his, um, for his mercy shown to those who fear him, mm. for his faithfulness to his promises to Abraham. Did you have this one line that in Mary's, we are blessed in Mary's blessing. We are blessing. Yeah. What was it? What he said in, in Jesus coming to Mary, he's coming to us. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah I said that was in, good. Yeah. in God showing up to Mary in this way, yeah. he has come to you. He has come to us. And that's, you know, really a, an exhortation to somebody who's feeling like, what good has God done to me? Obviously he's done good for Mary. Sure. But what about me? That's right. Where, where is God for me? And I was just reminding, don't you see like, in coming to Mary, this is for you. Yeah. This is the God right. coming, Emmanuel, God with us, to be with us in our pain, to, to sympathize with us in our weakness, to be our priest, to go to the cross for your sin, for our sin, uh, and to provide us comfort yeah. in, in all of our pain. Total curveball um, yeah. just came up in my mind. Um, how, how do you think a 12-year-old girl maybe could compose such a masterful piece of literature like the song. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that the, the scriptures, usually they say like, and this person filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. began to prophesy. You know, maybe does it say that for Zechariah? Yeah. Just just a few verses later in verse 67, and his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied saying. Interesting. But it doesn't say that for Mary. And throughout Acts too. That's just kind of always the pattern, right? All over. Yeah. And, and I'd say... <laughs> I think that's exactly how a 12-year-old girl uh, is able to to praise God and compose something this great. I think certainly we could say she's a she's a marvelous young woman yeah. for having these scriptures uh, in her heart. She's memorized what she has heard. But I'd say that it goes so much further than that. I think, you know, we could even speculate that maybe Luke doesn't mention it because she has uh-huh. the living Christ inside go. of her. She is filled. Which is awesome. Like, <laughs> Literally, she, physically and spiritually. Yeah, she has Jesus within wow. her being. Um, you just so, mentioned Zechariah, but right before it's Elizabeth too, right? Yeah, Elizabeth too. Is filled. So it's like it's a sandwich right there. And in between is Mary without that pattern of the Holy Spirit filling her. It's cool. That is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I don't know even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but it is interesting. I, I mean, if it, at minimum, it just reminds us of the deity of the baby. Mm. Yeah, that God is literally in her. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one yeah. of the thought that even jumps to my mind is, what does this say about the impact memorizing and meditating Scripture can have on us? There you go. If this rural Jewish girl meditates on Hannah's song because yeah. this is very similar in, in the mm-hmm. Old Testament mm-hmm. and out of her mouth just erupts this gorgeous beautiful worship for God right um, just think of what 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 meditating on that that Old Testament passage did to her heart after mm-hmm. years of meditating it yeah that she knew it so well that this would just spontaneously come out of her yeah um, love for more beautiful, spontaneous things to come out of my mouth. Yes. That's um, right. And is that going to happen unless the scriptures are really inside of me, like they're inside of Mary? That's um, right. I, I just had a thought, you know, those, have you ever seen those pictures of like, it shows people like on a podium, first, second, third. And, it, and I saw this recently and it says what people see, first, second, third. 
what they don't see, what they don't see. Oh, like the new meme that's taking off. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. And under what part of the what they don't see is like blood, sweat, tears, trials, oh, yeah. failures, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like whenever we see if anyone do it, something heroic that they're become known for. Yeah, that is only just the pinnacle, or that's just the kind of um, picture we got to see of what was underneath. That mm-hmm. led that to that point. They didn't just that. They didn't just do that one day, right? Right. And so, like when the the angel comes to her, he says You're, she's favored. And I know you talked about that a, a, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But like clearly, this woman woman has depth. Mm-hmm. Like she was probably in the secret place, kind of just enjoying God, right? Yeah. Like when you think yeah. about um, Isaac, he's in the meadow meditating mm-hmm. when rebecca comes yeah right like there's yeah. just this secret life that was being cultivated in the secret that no one knew about yeah. and she probably just internalized god's word and his scriptures and so this comes out right yeah. and so this is just a glimpse of what what has been taking years to cultivate in yeah. private yes yeah and she's not some big celebrity pastor she's just an ordinary person mm-hmm. and yeah you don't have to be an ordinary person to have an extraordinary truth massage into your heart and then speak it in ways that bless other people you mean you don't need to be an extraordinary person that's what i said right you did say ordinary you said extraordinary it doesn't matter (laughs) i know what you mean i just making sure you know what i mean people (laughs) got got you you. we just making sure you don't yeah yeah yes absolutely yes yeah so one of the questions i brought up was you know how do we go from a place of um stagnant worship where we're we're more excited about um, you know, a Vikings game or a video game, you know, or, or hanging out with friends, whatever you fill in the blank. How do we go from a place of being, you know, more excited about that to being equally, if not more, hopefully more <laughs> excited about being in, in worship with, with the body of Christ? Mm. You know, how, how is it that there are hearts overflow with this sort of praise? Yeah. And, and really, you know, we're, we're looking at, um, we're looking at Mary, um, meditating on Scripture, uh, we're seeing that that her seeing God fulfill all these these things and and hear about it and and think about it with her friend, you know, um, this is this is one of the things causing her to overflow and and I I wish that I can I jump into what I wish I, I said yeah let's, <laughs> okay. let's, let's transition Daniel what what do you wish <laughs> now you have permission what do you wish you would have said differently. I really wish I would have spent more time there in the application section because <clears throat> I certainly just said, "Church, we have so many, so many reasons yeah. along with Mary, yeah. you know, to praise God." Um, and I think everybody's feeling that as we walk through and look at all these promises. <clears throat> but what about those of us who just don't feel it still, and we don't believe it, and the gospel is just not—it doesn't cause these sort of deep emotions and reactions to, to come from us like it did for Mary. Well, what do we do? Um, you know, we, we just were talking about meditation on scripture and I just say amen again to that. Yeah. Um, number, number two, I, I think that the, the scripture actually gives us prayers, it gives us prayers that, that teach us how to pray for a bigger vision of God. Teach us how to pray for bigger vision of God. Because here, here's what we here's the problem: if we're not praising greatly, it's because we haven't seen the greatness of God. That's right. Yeah. We, we need a bigger picture of God, and I don't. It's not something you can just mm-hmm. you, you can't conjure it yeah. up. Because even if you see it, 
doesn't mean the heart responds rightly, right? Right. Because we, we see so many times throughout scripture where we're just baffled and we we, we think in ourselves like, Oh God, if you were to only if you're real, if you just show yourself, I'd worship you, right? If you just do a miracle, right? Yeah. Throughout scripture we see wicked kings see unbelievable miracles undeniable yep. and their hearts still stay unchanged so it's not merely even just seeing this it, you just you highlighted earlier is seeing with heart yeah and yeah. the heart responds with affection that's right Which is exactly what jesus says in the parable of lazarus he says even if moses came back and told him to repent that's right they wouldn't even if he came yeah. and haunted them like a ghost they yeah still that's wouldn't. right if they didn't believe these words that's right yeah. that's right so there's something more we we need to see god with our spiritual eyes and so we have these scriptures all over where Paul prays prayers like that. I mentioned at the beginning of the sermon where he, he prays for the Ephesians that the eyes of their hearts would be enlightened, that they would Amen. know the, the measurable power at work within them. You know, the, these sorts of pray, praises, that they would know the hope to which they've been called. You know, in other places that, you know, that they would have, a, that Christ would dwell in their hearts through faith and that that, that faith would come through um, a strengthening of their inner man. So the strengthening of their heart by the Spirit of God. Sure. Yes. You know, I'm referencing uh, Ephesians 3. So both prayers in Ephesians for the church. That, mm-hmm. And this, these are things, church, that we can pray over ourselves and pray for one another. And we did a series on this too, guys. And we taught on Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. Yeah. We just urge you to pray that. If you could pray they anything for the past sermons, I think they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty good. I mean, yeah, subjectively, and I think maybe objectively, if, if I can say so myself. And we begged you, even as pastors, if you could pray anything for us, pray these things for us. Yeah. And then if you could pray anything for your DNA and your MC, do that. Because yes. if you have God, you got everything, right? Yeah. You could pray for my health, but if I don't have God, what do I have? Like, yeah. who cares if I'm healthy or I'm strong, you know? Right. Um, I've been praying this recently. This is. Uh, this is taken out of Tim Keller's book on prayer, and it it's some some of John Calvin's prayers that he that mm-hmm. he puts in the book. And and one of the things uh, one of the things in the prayer upon rising from sleep is uh, this quote: "As you have been pleased to make your sun shine upon the earth to give us bodily light, grant the light of your spirit to illumine my understanding and my heart." So I just I've been praying this recently, Lord. Lord Illumine my heart. Just as the sun is rising right now on the earth and everything is is shining and, and, and is brighter and we can see. Mm-hmm. I've been praying, Lord, I want my heart, I want I want the Son of God to shine on my heart. I mm-hmm. want the Spirit to illumine my my the eyes of my heart so I can begin to see the glories of Christ. This is what we need more than anything, mm-hmm. that we would see God, we would see his greatness. Uh, and and it would cause us to just overflow in, in praise and worship to Him. And this comes, um, you know, I, so so prayer, meditation on on God's past work to 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 yourself to other people. We we can meditate on what God has done in scriptures. We can learn from testimonies of people that we know and and biographies. Um, meditating on what God is going to do in the future, like just He He is He has promised us an incredible inheritance, the new heavens, the new new earth. Man, if our vision of the new heavens and the earth got bigger, right. if we really believed that that the, this is what we're called to, I assure you, it's going to make you get excited about sure. God. So, yeah, just if you, same. One, what do you want to say? You know, one of the things that I thought is that my worship is small. My worship is often small when I'm entitled, mm. when I'm full of ingratitude, 
and I'm thinking about all that I deserve that I'm not getting. And I think a big aspect of seeing yourself rightly and seeing God rightly is knowing, and this is something I've been trying to say in the morning. I used to have a prayer card that said like, I deserve hell. Hmm. And instead of saying that, because it felt so abstract saying in the morning, God, all I deserve is suffering all day Hmm. long. And so anything that good comes my way is grace. Yeah. And saying in those terms, like made it more real Mm. to where that when I did encounter any suffering, I'm like, well, this is what I deserve anyway. And God is kind to me anyway. Yeah. Um, Or if any good came, I could praise. And I just find that a lot of times when people are worship is small and I talk with them and I try to disciple and counsel them, I see full of ingratitude, full of entitlement. Mm. Oh, if my life would be better if only this, 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 this. And just a fundamental misunderstanding of the gospel and what you deserve, like while you yeah. were a sinner, Christ died for us, right? You deserve wrath. You could be a vessel of wrath, but God has made you a vessel of mercy. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, anything on this earth is just doesn't matter because we're going to inherit mm-hmm. heaven, like you just mentioned. And that lasts forever. Yeah. And so we just keep looking at this little speck of a life and we just put all our stock and joy in it. And it's just bad math. Yeah, that's right. It's bad math. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one other thing I wish I, I spent time on was the the seeing of self clearly. I didn't I, I talked about that a little bit for Mary. She knew she needed a savior. Um, she knew that she was a lowly girl, not deserving of, of the mighty God's uh, grace. But I wish I would have spent time there for for us. because um, I, I just reiterating what Sam just said, we sometimes try to, you know, make ourselves look really good. I think we're constantly uh, trying to pretty ourselves up. On the outside and also very much on the inside. We're, we sit in our DNAs and we we make it sound prettier than it is. And and uh, I'm guilty of this, guys. Like, but but this is this is actually the worst thing for our souls yeah. to make ourselves look a little bit more righteous than they are. That's right. It hinders our ability to really treasure yeah. what Christ did. It, it it treasures our righteousness above Him, and that's so anti-gospel. Uh, so. I just, in seeing, in, in aiming to, to praise God greatly, we need not only a bigger vision of God, but we need a, a bigger vision of ourselves, And that comes by recognizing, as we look at God, hopefully we see our sin more and more yeah. clearly. And we're honest with ourselves that we, we're not adding up. We fall short daily. Uh, and, and it's not to drive us to despair that the Holy Spirit highlights the, this, these areas of sin, but only to, to make us love the gospel more, right. lean on his grace more, and then in the power of the Spirit, rely on him for, for holiness moving forward. Yeah. So Jesus, his kingdom values, calls us to be poor in spirit. That is the truly blessed person. Um, I think that we have, have some work to do here, including myself as a church. We want to grow in our ability to um, really, really come before one another and say, "I'm broken in all these ways. I need prayer for these things," and not try to pretty it up when we when we come together. It's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, we've said this a number of times in some of these in some sermons in the last few months. But if you're not being real with where you're at, you can't have a real relationship with God or even others. Mm-hmm. Right, because you're not relating with God in your true self. Mm-hmm. So we all have a false self that we've carefully crafted over the years, mm-hmm. and it's it's the fight for us to constantly be real. And you can't enter into true worship unless you um, are real and discard the false self. 
So if someone's mourning and they just try to put on a face on and like, hey, oh, happy day, you know, it's all good. <laughs> like you're not really worshiping at that moment mm-hmm. because your heart is putting up a front. Yeah. yeah. Like God wants your heart, wants you in the trueness of who you are. And so I think a big aspect of rather than only saying like we need a bigger vision of God, which we are saying that's the primary thing is like you also need to be real about where you're at mm-hmm. and who you are. Because because our false selves we invent that those false selves have no need of Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Mm, that's right. Like we don't invent a, part of, uh, a person that needs Jesus. Like, <laughs> no, the real you needs Jesus, and that's when yeah. you're really able to enjoy that's it. Good. That's great. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Um, great. Well, let's move on to what you couldn't say on Sunday. Um, where would you like to begin? Yeah, I think um, I want to touch on the soul for just a minute here. I think this idea is uh, – Maybe something we, we hear the word soul as Christians and we, um, yeah, we're like, ah, oh, the soul. But I don't know how often we think about what, what is a soul? Yeah. What is a soul? Like, how does it affect me right now? Can I say soulmate to my wife, Daniel? Is that fair? <laughs> I don't know. I just, just trying to bring it home because that's like the word yeah. we use in our normal culture. Yeah. What is a soul? Yeah. Tell us. What teachers. is a soul? Well, I think the soul. Um, which one do you want? Do you want me, you want me to answer the question? No, no, no. Will, let's let's start from what is a soul, and then we can figure out okay. if it's we'll fair to say. Yeah. I was trying to think, or, like, oh man, how would I answer that? Yeah. Right yeah. Um, or like, soul is death eaters, right? They suck out the soul. Ooh, that's good. Boom, yeah. boom. Pop reference. So here's here's why I'm bringing it up. First of all, Mary says in her song, "My soul magnifies the Lord. Yeah. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior." Um, in Hannah's song, she says, "My heart." exalt so what in the world are these things Uh-oh. how do they relate to each other um we may not totally agree I'm yeah not, we'll see where totally you're going, sure. we'll you're going to go try, so, try or yeah, die yeah i go die <laughs> okay uh okay. so so you die with die um <laughs> yeah die part <laughs> part tight or tripartite is that how you basically you better explain what those terms mean. oh i will right now there you go so here's the deal uh theologians have looked at the words in scripture spirit soul and body and some have break, broken up the the makeup of man into three parts. I said, we have spirit, which is kind of like the, the part of us that connects with God. We have a soul, which is like our our mind, will, emotions, uh-huh. and then our body. And and others have said, you know, I don't think that, it, that it's trying to separate spirit and soul. That What about heart too? So heart would probably be in the... I don't, know. I don't know. It's usually in the soul category. Usually the soul right? category. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was. That's heart what I and soul are synonymous. Yeah. So there's really four things you see. The heart, the, spirit, that language. soul, heart, body. Yeah. Yeah. And mind. You see mind in the scriptures too. Yeah. That's true. Mind. Yeah. You know. So other other theologians, and I would agree with with them. They they say that spirit, soul, heart. These these things are probably synonymous. Even mind. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean by synonymous? Yeah. They they're all different words that are speaking to the same reality. Yep. It's the spiritual part of our being. It's the it's it's the makeup that we cannot see. It's what apart from the apart from the uh spirit, you know, our yeah. body cannot live. So yeah. it, when the soul dies, yeah, the body dies. Like it or not when the soul dies, excuse me. Back up. When the body dies, it's because the spirit has departed from the body. Right. They have to be together. Um, so there's this spiritual reality that this is the reality that connects with the transcendent God. But what's so interesting is that the spiritual reality also has 
ties to our physical sense. So it's like it's like the bridge in between God and the supernatural realm and the material. And honestly, these are far far above our our human understanding. It's there's a mystery here, but what we're told in Scripture is that God breathed the breath of life into man. Mm-hmm. That's that's all the way back in in Genesis. Mm-hmm. And actually, these words spirit and soul they they have uh, the Hebrew words are really similar to breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which. What, what we can take away from, from this and what I think most theologians uh, deduce is that this, this spiritual element is a God-given part of the human being that it has nothing to do with, with mankind. This is the part of, of us that we don't, like it's, it's God-given. Mm. We, we can't, we don't put the soul into a little baby. Like we, we have the, uh-huh. when we, when a man and woman come together uh-huh. uh, in physical union, um, we know we can understand biology pieces. Yeah. We can't understand anything about where, where is that soul coming from? Yeah. Right. Where, where is that soul? Why does it hurt us so bad when, when someone dies and they're not there anymore? They're not in that body anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's a separation. This is what, is beyond yeah. our understanding. Um, but what, what I think I want you guys to know about the soul is that um, the soul and the body together, uh, this, is, this is what God has, has made a man. It's, it's, we're, we're made up of both spiritual and physical. Yes. And a, you cannot separate the two. They, they are always interacting with each other. So y- you can't, um, you know, there, there's... Yeah, if 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 you're struggling to be happy in the Lord, something's going on yeah. down down in your soul. Yeah, yeah. If help me out, brothers. I, I I'm think, trying to like. I think another way to put mm, where you're going in is 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 that the soul is like the the deepest, truest part of yourself. Yeah. Right. Yep. At the core of your emotions, your heart. Mm-hmm. You know uncovering all the other stuff that gets in the way it's at the core of you know so when you say hey, how's your soul is your soul healthy yeah you know it just kind of gets at the the crux of your of yeah. everything how's yeah. your heart yeah ross you said <laughs> in, pre- in the prep we said silence your phones you said my phone's always silent i'm gonna throw a penalty flag for myself bro. <laughs> that was there you go 15 yards i'm right, pastor ross you're gonna um, you're gonna jump in there right and you're yeah. gonna clarify soul once and for all yeah, I think um, yeah, I think the the scriptures they talk about the inner man, yep. right? And I think yep. that's a good catch-all term. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the outer man is the parts of us we can see and yep. touch and feel. Yep. The inner man is whatever you can't see and touch yes. and feel about the other person. Yep. But we all know what's there. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, yeah. man, I'm just I'm just seeing you right now, Daniel, and and you're more than I can see. Like, there's just there's <laughs> just, okay. just there's he has just, blood vessels, right? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you have a personality. You have yep. you have emotions. You have desires and wants, mm-hmm. and um, and it's just it, this comes out of this part of you that is immaterial. Yeah. Yep. Um. And and that that is, I think, what the scriptures would consider the soul. Yep. Yeah. You know, the the heart, the mind. Yeah. Like this this yep. inner man that we cannot see or touch or feel. And this is what our this the the soul, the inner man, is is what needs vision of God. Yeah. And, That's right. And we, what's amazing is 
the way to get vision of God with our soul is interacting with physical things. We take the word of God mm-hmm. and we meditate on the truth yeah, with yeah. our mind. And all of a sudden, yeah. by the power of the spirit, these things are illumined and you know, the spirit is showing us and our hearts begin to overflow to the point that our lips praise. So you can see there's just kind of this beautiful interweaving of body and soul. We, we don't try to like separate from our body and, and like we don't believe that asceticism is the way to go ultimately. Yeah. Like that we have to like somehow only uh, abide in our soul or get to the inner part of ourself. We think that the body matters for, for seeing God. Yeah, um, that's right. But, but this, is, this is what we see with Mary. She says that her soul, her spirit magnifies the Lord. And I just, just say, remember when you see these words in Scripture, it should remind you that your body's not all that, that we are, that you are. We're made up of both spiritual and uh, physical, and, and we're affected, and those things are interrelated and affected by each other. Mary's whole being, spirit and body, uh, praises God. And this is what happens with us. And we, and we want to, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, just I, I hope that's helpful just to yeah. think about like this, the soul and, and that that's an important part of our yeah. being. And you said something very controversial in the beginning. I don't know how controversial you realize, but the uh, dipartite or whatever, or tri- trichotomist, position with what we're what what you're pushing against yeah mm-hmm. of kind of splitting it you know between heart and spirit and and body right is that's a there's a lot of counseling that is rooted in that kind of framework yeah mm-hmm. like oh that that's only addressing the soul you got to address the spirit mm-hmm. you know and and i think it's just really um it's worth saying that this is a, a bigger question and there's a lot more to say we didn't <clears throat> cover it all the bases here yeah but this is actually really important because some people would literally base their whole counseling framework off Mm -hmm. of distinguishing them yeah and what we're just going to say is that there's certain passages that seem to distinguish them even within the same context Mm -hmm. but if you see the overall um body of the bible and all the different times these words come up and you kind of synthesize them all together you'll see that there's just a lot of overlap and each one has different nuances at times maybe but they're all just trying to get at the same thing Mm -hmm. right and so it's just important to do that because if you ever talk to someone pastor who just tries to chop it up nicely yeah they're 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 oversimplifying something the bible doesn't yeah right yeah yeah there's there's some good resources out there some systematic theologies that'll cover it way more in depth than we do so yeah um or feel free to ask us and we can yeah. i just say i've taught my head wayne grudem yeah. um in his systematic theology has a whole chapter um addressing this very thing yeah he does a very good. fair job and he you read the the um the the tri position and you're like oh this is right and then and, and then he shows you how he thinks it's has less evidence for right yeah. he, he does a fair job on that if, if i remember correctly yeah yeah I want to touch on one other thing, and this this will be really fast. Um, we all are ready to go home. Din- too. Dinner's calling, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I I just want to touch on the importance of of fellowship um, for for our praise life. Um, and here's where I'm getting that from this text. And I wish I could have gone there. Elizabeth and Mary uh, come together, and the result is this amazing song, <laughs> like. That's not always going to be the case. Sometimes you get with people that are really hard and like you go home like, dang, that, that was really hard. But generally, church, if if you need 
if you need help to praise, if you're feeling like, man, my view of God is small, get around people. This is why we structure our church the way that we do. So we're getting around each other weekly and reminding each other of the greatness of God and, and uh, the greatness of His grace towards us. Um, this is exactly what we see with Elizabeth and Mary, um, where she's, in a sense, reminding Mary of all that God has done for her. Yes. And, and as a result, she praises God. So if, if this week you're feeling dry and you're even struggling to get in the Bible and, and even struggling to you know, look at a, a, a good book like The Valley of Vision and just get to get a bigger picture of God, if that's hard for you this week, go and talk to somebody that you know that has a deep, close relationship with God, mm-hmm. that sees his bigness, his greatness, mm-hmm. and just ask them, what, what are you doing? What do you, like, help me to see, help mm-hmm. me to see. Tell, tell um, me something recently that you've seen in him. Yeah. You know, tell me, why is Jesus precious to you? And just yeah. let people just pour out Testify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Testify yeah. his goodness. This this will serve us greatly if we're, if we're willing to do this. And hopefully we are doing this in our MCs. And, All right, go ahead. Oh, and I was just saying, if you're around good community, we want to celebrate God's grace in each other's lives. And I've yeah. had times where people have been like, wow, Sam, that's awesome. Praise God. And they were just like worshiping and so grateful. And I was like, whoa, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> right. And then as they're worshiping, I'm like, wow, it is. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, God. Like, and when you're around those people who are going to just celebrate God's grace, that will increase your own praise. Wow. Yeah. You know, and that's so it's also another call. Make sure you're not around people who are going to do the opposite, right? Uh, but people, all the who, time. yeah, all the time. We are <laughs> sorry, sorry. We we got to go into the darkness, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is a helpful verse just to sum up um, our identity, church. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession. All those things we could unpack, and they're amazing things about our identity. To what end? It says, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hmm. We exist, church, uh, as these things, chosen race, priesthood, holy nation, God's people, so that we can proclaim God's excellencies, so that we would be telescope Christians, that we would be magnifying the grace of God uh, we would be talking about how great he really is. So just want to urge us more and more uh, to own our identity as as worshipers, of praisers. We should be praising God in our life. And I, I'll just end with what I said before uh, or on Sunday. Let our children, our, our co-workers, our friends, our family see the greatness of God and yeah. how we talk about him and how we praise him yes. um, this week uh, in whatever you do. Amen. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Great conversation.